Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Christ is in our midst. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. In this passage, he tells us not to worry. Six times, in fact, he says not to worry. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your body. Don't worry what you are to wear. He says life is much more than about these things. And God will take care of all this anyway. This is not the thing that you need to worry about. God will care for you just as he does the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. He says, don't you know that God cares more about you than he does the grass? O ye of little faith, he says, do not worry. Do not be anxious. The word there, worry, also is anxiety. Do not be anxious about these things. And then he says, instead... Pursue the kingdom of God and righteousness. Then he says, don't even worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. That's one of the great lines. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Just before he uh, gives this teaching here about not worrying, he gives this other teaching right before this. He says, uh, and you'll recognize this too, of course, from the Sermon on the Mount. He says, do not accumulate for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust and insect destroy, where thieves break in and steal. Accumulate for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and devouring insect do not destroy and thieves do not steal. And then he says, again, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's one of my favorite verses because, uh, this slight aside here, but sometimes when our hearts grow a little chilly towards the things of God, we're trying to figure out how to gin up some kind of motivation, you know, some, some sort of feeling towards God, to come to church or read our Bibles or pray or do good works, whatever it is, and it's just not there. Uh, we don't know what to do. Well, where your treasure is, meaning where you focus your time and your energy and your thoughts, you have to make a beginning. You have to just show up. You have to start. And if you pour yourself into something, your heart will follow. Same is true for our relationships, our marriages. You know, sometimes we get a little chilly in our marriages or in our relationships. The way to reignite the flame is to pour your heart into it. Your treasure, rather. Pour your treasure into that thing, and your heart will follow. So that's what he says just before the worry passage. Then he says after the worry passage. So we have these three things. Again, something you'll recognize. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened. And then he says, is there anybody who 
If their son asks for bread, it's going to give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, he's going to give him a snake. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? He is, by the way, speaking of the Holy Spirit here specifically. At any rate, these three teachings, one right after another, which Jesus gives in his sermon, are clearly related. And so we want to sort of take them all together this morning. Store up treasure in heaven. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Do not worry. Seek the kingdom, and you will have everything you need. And seek, ask, ask, seek, and knock, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. Clearly, clearly we humans, in our broken and distorted state, have a tendency to do just the opposite of what Jesus is admonishing us to do. It's clear because he's admonishing us to do it. If we didn't need to hear it, he wouldn't have said it. We seek, all of us, we seek security and happiness in all the wrong places. An accumulation of worldly things material things, and other things. We spend so much of our mental, our physical, and emotional energy to acquire and store up things, things that will only rot and rust. Somehow we think, mistakenly, that these things will make us secure and happy. But Jesus admonishes us that we should be spending all our powers to acquire heavenly treasure which is the kingdom and righteousness and the Holy Spirit. So why do we do this? Why are misguided efforts and pursuits and desires? Well, as I said, what we're after is security and happiness. That's what we all want. That's what we all desire. The very root of our being is security and happiness. But in our current condition... In our current condition of looking for this security and happiness, we feel this deep insecurity. And everything that we do is trying to alleviate this. We are hungry beings. God made us hungry that we might hunger for him. We're also vulnerable beings. God made us vulnerable that we might rely upon him. We're hungry and vulnerable by virtue of having been created, actually. It's, not, it's uh, not just because of sin that we're in such a state. It's according to our very nature. And it's perfectly good and natural to be hungry and vulnerable. That's how God made us. The problem is sin and corruption, introduced by the deception of the serpent, has complicated that vulnerability and that hunger. So that now we're very confused basically. We're confused about what we're hungry for, and we're confused about where we find security. Our trust in the source of all the good we seek, our trust, our basic trust, has been eroded. It was eroded by a belief in a lie, that original lie that the serpent told our parents. The lie was basically God is not really good, God does not really love you, and God cannot be trusted. 
He's looking out for his own best interest, not yours. And so what we do, we do the same thing the first man did. We take matters into our own hands. We look after ourselves. We take what we can in order to find happiness and secure our own life. Of course, the net result, as we all know, is not happiness or security. It's rather pain and loss, anxiety, tedium, and eventually death. Everything that we grab in this life, apart from God, eventually turns to dust, and then we turn to dust. If we don't set our heart on things above, as Christ admonishes us in this sermon and in these three passages here, if we don't set our heart on things above, where Christ dwells, through repentance, through thanksgiving, if we do not seek first the kingdom of heaven, then we will end up serving a very cruel master. One that will reward our pains not with security and happiness, but ultimately with slavery and death. And that's the inevitable consequence of the choices that we make. God is patient. He's merciful and he's long-suffering. As long as there's breath in our bodies, we'll have the opportunity to repent. As long as there's breath in our bodies, we have the opportunity to repent. But I urge all of us, and speak to myself as well, let's do it today. Not put it off to tomorrow. Let's repent today. Let's seek the things of heaven today. The kingdom of God today. Let's choose which master we will serve today. Christ also says in this same passage, it was the first verse we read, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two masters. We can only love one master. To love the world is to choose to not love God. It's that simple. Jesus makes it very clear to us. If we play around with this choice, it's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game. It's like playing Russian roulette with our life. And then we can't blame God for the outcome. You know, it's not God who's got his finger on the trigger. That's us. We're the one who pulls the trigger in this game, not God. God, on the other hand, is begging us to put the gun down and seek him. Because it's he alone who can make us eternally secure and ecstatically happy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.